Bruce in the pocket, launching downfield. Mitchell, touchdown Texas. You are looking live at the College Football Insiders Show. You throw it. McCarthy looking, throws deep. Got a wide open receiver. Cornelius Johnson, splitting. Touchdown, Michigan. Now, here are your hosts, ready to break down this weekend's top matchups. Touchdown, Michigan. I hope we hear that several times this weekend, or um, I will be very upset. Smitty, the resident Michigan fan, and Q, shining tonight. That's it. That's it. Go blue. It's rivalry week. We're bringing the excitement, the energy. Smitty has recovered from being sick. I'm probably on my way there. And Q's just happy to be here. That's it. Another week. Had a winning week. Let's get this out of the way. Because some hey, of us, hey, he's excited. Us, I'm excited to be here too. Not not pointing <laughs> any fingers, but some of us won some bets last week. Some of us did not. Uh, Smitty, what happened? Well, I blame Indiana. I'm going to go right to Indiana. Indiana scored with uh, two minutes left, and they let Michigan State go right down the field. I had Oregon State there, uh, money line, close game, was a loser. Minnesota didn't show up. Virginia Tech didn't show up. And USC's whole season hasn't shown up. So, yeah, it wasn't my best. I'm glad I'm still on the show and I didn't get fired. So, let's just say that. I'm thankful for Thanksgiving and I'm thankful I'm still on the show. Everybody (laughs) was on Oregon State and that was pitiful. Washington's legit. Hats off to them. You said everyone is? Who was it? Oh, sorry. Guess what? I must have misread. I thought it said Washington plus three and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, can I just yeah. say something real quick? If you put that, you put that back up. The teaser, though, I still was green on the teaser. So. I know. Yeah. Boom! Well, I can't believe I lost one of that. Three is not good. <laughs> no, I'm no teacher. Feel better that Matt lost. Made me feel less. Less bad there. Hey, we're still yeah. thankful that we have a show. Let's hey, go. but we're excited. Remember, we bring excitement to the show. We're not dull. We're excited. Prediction dog said be ha, have some excitement or something. I can't. We need like shout out like to you. meter. Thanks. That just tells me that you're watching and you want some more excitement. That's, That's great. That's it. That's what we're here. I for. want we excitement meter on the bottom. Okay, like we're at a stadium. So let's get into it. Those stadium things lie. There's no. Oh, hundred percent. Like, the the decibel yeah. levels where it shows no. like oh it's a hundred no it's not no, no it's stop not. line that's a pre-generated graphic all right Missouri Tigers try to stripe out Donald W Reynolds Razorback Stadium in what Eli Drinkwitz thinks is uh, a bigger rivalry game than I think what Arkansas gives them credit for they're forcing this rivalry I think a little too hard anyways it is the battle line rivalry where Eli Drinkwitz who is from Arkansas He was mad that we hired Chad Morris over him. He went to Missouri, and the rest is history. He's got the Tigers playing well. They take on a Arkansas Razorback team who is dealing with now transfer portal guys, our running back, Rocket Sanders. He retweeted uh, another guy announcing that he was (laughs) transferring. So let let the house of cards come tumbling down as news was given to the players that Sam Pittman will be retained for another year. Smitty. Matt, do they, um, doing... I was just going to ask, ahead. do they play for, is it a fake rivalry or do they actually play for something? Yeah, they, they play for the battle line trophy. What it's is it? A, uh, I don't know, it's like Arkansas and Missouri. They're stacked on top of each other. Oh, okay. And then right. the middle part turns out like it reverses red to yellow. Missouri, oh, okay. Arkansas, gotcha. whatever. All right. Continue. But anyways, uh, Smitty, you've you've backed Missouri quite a bit, I feel like, this season. So I'll let you take this this game from the top. Yeah, I've kind of backed both teams a little bit. I've been on Arkansas a couple times this year. You know, this is one that 
it's tough. Like, what are you going to get out of this game? You know, you look at the Cook's really good at quarterback. The running back's been unbelievable for Missouri. Last week, can you get really excited for that game from Arkansas? I know Grissom's really not excited. So they threw some points on the board, but really, who did they play? You know, Jefferson did throw up some numbers a little bit, but again, what was the competition here? I, I, it's a it's a pass for me. I, I'm going to just watch it or keep an eye on it probably. I could see this getting higher scoring a little bit because, you know, you think Missouri is going to score some points. Can Arkansas score some points? I think they can. I think you saw Missouri last week give up 31 to Florida. I think Arkansas can put some points on too. This could be high scoring. Hearing through like some of the other shows, some people are leaning towards Arkansas a little bit. I think it was at eight and a half. I think I saw it today go down to seven and a half. It's a pass for me right now. I think my best advice, if you want to play this game, I would maybe look at the over. I think this could be a little higher scoring. Q, you want any part of it? I don't, but I, I would say if you are going to get into it, I, I would drop Missouri under the touchdown if you could buy the the full point or at least get them on the seven. Uh, this just has a weird vibe to me. You know, Missouri, I know they're going for 10 wins, but as you alluded to, it's kind of a weird rivalry. Like, is this a game that Missouri has no business losing and they just drop it because of the huge improvement they made from last year to this year? And, you know, kind of maybe they get in their heads a little bit. They just dominated Florida. Um <laughs> It's a stay away, but I, I, something feels weird about this game to me. That's just—I'll leave it at that. So Missouri is three and zero against the spread on the road. Arkansas's one and five at home. It's not good. All right, I—I I don't. Maybe I don't feel as bad. Uh, I actually saw Missouri up to nine. I think. I think wow. Missouri wins by two touchdowns. It, it won't surprise me if this is like a forty-eight fourteen blowout. Uh, we don't have anything to play for. This is our bowl game, so to speak. But what you've seen from Arkansas not been good this season. I, I, I don't really anticipate us showing up for it. One game that I am excited about, former coach Jeff Trailer, he is in talks right now, uh, supposedly, with Texas A&M about taking over for Jimbo Fisher. He's got UTSA playing really good ball. They take on a solid Tulane team. Smitty, when you sent me your picks, I saw that we were probably going to be opposite, so I never bet it. But I like Tulane here. I'm not sure where his headspace is with the Roadrunners right now. Uh, you are on the Roadrunners, though, correct? Yes. Why? Why, Same Frank me. Harris? Harris. You know, this is a team that they started one and three – and you were looking at the season and going, what happened to this team? This team was supposed to be good. Well, he was not in there. Now he's in there. Now they've won seven in a row. Last game, 31 out of 46, 411 yards, three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Let me just flip over. I got a lot of notes on this game. Um, he came back in October. Now they're scoring points. They're scoring a lot of points in this. Um, they're ten, the coach is 10 and five ATS as a dog. When they're a dog. Now, Tulane, very good team, good quarterback. They're four and seven ATS this year. They're one and five ATS at home. Give me the three and a half. I love Harris. I think Harris is a game changer. Now, what you said, the distraction I have in my notes, the distraction the coach has maybe has some ties with maybe Texas AMs and like an interview or some. Could that bring the team down a little bit? Maybe, but all that other stuff, I love the Roadrunners. Harris is a game changer. I think they could upset this team, but give me the three and a half. I'm on this game. Quentin? I'm not on it officially, but I, I think I would lean the under. Uh, I think Tulane's defense is a little better than people give them credit for. I, I know UTSA is kind of lighting it up as of the last six or seven weeks, but – Sometimes when you think Tulane's going to get in a shootout against a good team, it's almost like the direct opposite this season when I was looking at some scores. And uh, them being at home, I think it's going to take UTSA a little while to kind of get their footing. But I, I think this could be an under game here. Uh, Smitty, I don't know. I've, I'm going to let I'm going to leave you to it to back the Roadrunners. I'm not going to bet Tulane, but don't say I didn't tell you so. I'm excited for that game. The yeah, Civil War, or whatever it's called now, 
Oregon State, Oregon, I think this is outside of the game. This is probably one of the best matchups of the weekend. Although I don't really think it, it will be that close. Our projections have Oregon winning by 10, 10 and a half. Uh, Q, I'll go to you. Does Oregon shut the door here? Or do you think they're looking ahead for the Pac-12 championship and the Beavers could be a live dog? Oregon shuts the door because they have one loss. If they didn't have that loss, I think you'd be looking at a different team. This team knows they can't lose or their their college football playoff hopes are done, even though they're, they're playing next week against Washington. They have to win this game. It's a rivalry game. Oregon State's had success in recent years in this game, so you can't sleep on them. Uh, I, I think they're going to be motivated. I think Bo Nix, you know, Heisman race, he's right there. The guys are going to want to play hard for him. I hope he throws about six touchdowns to Franklin this game. And and I think Dan Lanning's got those boys fired up uh, for a college playoff berth. He's, he's really trying to put them on a map as a national title contender. And I think this week is pivotal to that. Smitty. Yeah, you know, I really like the Beavers. I think they're a good team. Last week, crazy game. I mean, again, I was not feeling the greatest. I was trying to stay up and watch that game. Conditions were extremely tough in that. DJ just didn't play well. A lot of picks. You know, Martinez, I thought, ran the ball well. That's what Oregon State's going to have to do here. They're going to have to try to control the ball and the possession of time here. You got to keep Bo Nix in that offense uh, off the field here. I just don't know if they have enough. Uh, four and two last six for Oregon in the series. I just don't think at home, you know, they're Oregon State's defense is pretty good. And they've been in really close games, but the defense is usually a little bit better at home, which a lot of defenses are that being on the road. I just think they got to get some breaks in this game. You got to get some turnovers on Bo Nix and maybe uh, the Ducks offense here. I just don't think they're going to be able to slow them down uh, enough. I think Oregon's going to score. I just don't think Oregon State's going to be able to keep up with points. I think it's close for a little bit and then they pull away. So I'd lean Oregon in this game. So I've got that 14-1 ticket on Bo Nix to win the Heisman. Do you think, and we can get into it after, but uh, Jaden Daniels has now moved to the favorite to win the Heisman. He's minus 120 at Circa. Bo Nix is plus 125, so it really looks like a two-man race. Do you think, regardless, if, if Bo Nix throws four or five touchdowns, do you think he's going to flip to the favorite? Like, what would it take at this point to dethrone Jaden Daniels as the Heisman favorite, in your opinion, Smitty? I kind of like Knicks should be the favorite right now, I think. Because just looking at – I know what Daniels is doing. I think he's unbelievable, and I'll I'll hit on him here in a little bit. But I think, again, if he has a good game here – and they go in the Pac-12 championship game against Washington, and he puts up another really good game – I, I don't know how you're not going to give him the, the Heisman Trophy because LSU, they're going to be in a better spot. And I understand this is not a team. This should be like, uh, you know, it kind of goes team, but it's individual and how good you are for your team. Both guys are, you know, they're right there. They are top notch for their team. I think Knicks is right there, but they're a little higher than LSU. I'd give it to Bo Knicks. I think if he has a good game this week, does well, and they beat Washington in the championship game, Bo Nix will be the Heisman. Q, do you have any thoughts on the Heisman race at this point? Yeah, I think um, I think that it's – and maybe it's unfair to, to Bo Nix because he's having a great season, but I think what statistically Jane Daniels is doing because he can run the ball. You know, he put up 600 against Florida himself, essentially. Oregon has to beat Oregon State, then beat Washington, I think, to get Bo Nix – a real shot at it. I think if they lose any of the next two games, it's done. Uh, but he's had a hell of a season and, and you could justify him. And, and I don't think many people would argue against you, but we had a similar situation when Tim Tebow won his in 07, Sam Bradford took, you know, took his team pretty far. Florida had three or four losses and they gave it to Tebow. And that's because Tebow had a Jane Daniels like season. Then you also had Lamar do it. Now, excuse me. I can't remember who Lamar beat out, but, they, I mean, when guys from that position just do ungodly like numbers like Jaden Daniels, Lamar, and Tim did, it's hard to give it to anybody else regardless of the record. So I think while Bo Nix is probably as important, if not more important than, than Jaden, his numbers, man, are just almost double 
what what Bo Nix is doing. So I think Bo has to win every game out to have a, a true Does shot. It, do you think that it matters to Heisman voters that they're going to get to see Bo Nix one more time compared to Jaden Daniels, assuming that they get past Oregon State and play in the Pac-12 championship? Because I, I think feel it, like if Bo, if Bo goes back out against Washington and has a good game, I think that's when it will ultimately flip-flop, unless Jaden Daniels throws two or three picks against A&M this weekend. I think it matters if they win. I mean, if Oregon goes out, even if Bo Nix has a solid game and they lose in a shootout, he's done. Because then you look at Jaden Daniels and like he's just kind of record-setting year this year. But Bo probably deserves it. You know, he's got his team farther. Uh, so I think you can make the argument. But I think I think this could actually hurt Bo Nix in the sense of if he loses, it's it, regardless of how well he plays. So one matchup that is on Friday will go in chronological order. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska, this is one that I feel like everybody in the world, similar to Oregon State last week, everyone was on Oregon State against Washington, and except for Q. And this week, I'm on Iowa plus three. I just think Nebraska is not very good. They're not going to be able to move the ball. I don't care if this is a, a six to three game, anything like that. I just think Iowa will will play better than Nebraska. We know it's going to be low scoring. I feel like it's a, it's a broken record every single week. It's the lowest total on the board. It's an Iowa game. Q, you're on Nebraska. Smitty, you're on Nebraska. Why? Well, to me, it's 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 where they're playing. You know, if this game was in Iowa, then I would absolutely be on Iowa. But I think. You've got Matt Rule. He's got that team fired up. Now they have some injuries. I get that. They have an opportunity last game of the year to become ball eligible in front of their fans in Lincoln against an offense that Nebraska's defense should be able to handle. Nebraska's defense has been somewhat decent this year with it. You know, if you take out a couple of early games, they don't have to worry about Iowa, you know, getting into a barn burner. It's just not going to happen. So all they have to do is score 17 points, which Iowa's giving up a couple touchdowns a year. I mean, I, I think they're good enough to squeak it out at home. I, I think the home field advantage is, is what gets them that win and gets them that six win. Smitty? Yeah, you know, I think if you look at the line, why is Nebraska favored in this game? Iowa's going to, going to go to the Big Ten championship game. Well, I think the home field's something. It's a good home field environment. I think both offenses are not good. You, I think you have Nebraska coming in with three straight losses. Again, I'm going to say, why are they favored in this game? It kind of goes back to the pit line against BC last week. You have a pit team that had two wins, and they were they were favored in the game, which I jumped on pit. So I kind of agree with that. You look at this, Iowa has everything locked up. They're going to win that. They're going to be in the Big Ten championship, where you have a Nebraska team that hasn't been in a bowl for about five to six years, and they need one more win, and they're in a bowl game. So I think they're going to be highly motivated to get a win here, and I love this game. I think Nebraska wins the game, and I think I, I think they'll put some points on uh, Iowa in here. I mean, crazy, like 26, 27 and a half. I mean, could this be zero and zero, zero going to the half? And then, I mean, I heard on some shows, what would you set the line then at halftime for the second half? I mean, I heard, I think uh, Powers today on VEASAN said 10, 10 and a half. But I think he was also a little higher on um, Nebraska in this game, too. I think it's a good spot for Nebraska. I think it would be a big jump start for their program under the first year coach here to get to a bowl game. And I, I think they will. I think they'll get the win. All right. Moving over to Saturday as a, another team tries to become bowl eligible. You have the Florida Gators hosting now the Jordan Travis list Seminoles of Florida state and the college football playoff rankings came out last night to really no surprise to me, Washington jumped Florida state. And I feel like rightfully so, you know, Florida State lost their quarterback, but even more so than that, they beat North Alabama. Uh, Washington beat Oregon State. I think this was kind of the college football playoff committee's way of almost forcing out Florida State from that picture. And they've got the ACC championship game against Louisville coming up. But Florida could pull upset – or Florida State could be on upset alert if Florida is able to – uh, pull off the upset in Gainesville. So, Q, I know you're on your Gators, but tell me why. 
It's a robbery game. Uh, I think you said it perfectly. You know, Jordan Travis is out. Now I understand Graham Mertz is out. I thought Max Brown came in really well. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to light it up, but what I think you're going to see is a little better performing offense in terms of when he started running the ball, the running backs, when they started carrying the ball, instantly went from like three, four yard carries to 20 on consecutive plays. And I think that's because they have to respect Max Brown running where Graham Mertz really wasn't going to run. I mean, you see him run, he snaps his collarbone. So you have to respect that. He's got a cannon, extremely talented kid out of high school. He's got, you know, the utmost confidence. And I think these stats are a little misleading because both quarterbacks are out. So I think, yeah, you could focus on the defensive stats and they're pretty accurate. But listen, Florida was one play away from beating Missouri. And I'm not sitting here saying Florida's a powerhouse, but I think Florida puts it together at home in front of the swamp, and they want nothing more than to seal the the college football playoff. Even though the Florida State's number five, they just want to seal it with one loss, they're done. And to do it at home against your rivalry, get some recruiting momentum, I think Florida can put it together. I took the points plus seven and a half, but I think sprinkle a little on the money line because they can get it done against this team. We saw them do it against Tennessee. Tennessee's a, a decent team. I think that the same thing can happen. Smitty, you, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's a pass. I mean, I, I, as a as a friend of Q's, I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll sit back and hope hope Florida does a good job. You know, it's the battle of the backups here. You got both injuries last week with uh, Travis with the ankle, Mertz with the collarbone. Um, you know, I said to Q before we got on, I think it's like Roadmaker. Is it Roadmaker? Something like that in the backup for yeah. uh, Florida State, something like that. You know, he has thrown some balls. He has about 90, I think, uh, attempts in college here. I think Benson's going to have to get involved in here. And again, I said last week on the show, and I wish I would have jumped on it. Um, I said about team points with Florida. Their offense has been good. I love the running backs. You know, Johnson's a really good running back. Uh, ETN's a good running back. Um, the wide receivers, Wilson, um, Q, who's the other guy? Uh, Pearsall. Her, thank Ricky, you very much. Ricky, Ricky Pearsall. Yeah, very good wide receiver. Pearsall. Florida has Florida has the weapons. I mean, I, I've been saying it. They do. Now, the defense scares me with them. Giving up 33, 52, 39, 43, 39 over their last some games here. Do I think it gets that high scoring? I do not in this. I think it's going to be tough. I, I think it's it's tough. I, I just think I'm going to sit back and watch this one. Uh, you know, I, I just I think six and a half is a lot. I do think Florida State wins the game. I think they'll beat Florida. But, you know, hopefully for my guy, hopefully Florida wins and they uh, cover the spread. All right. From one to uh, another, Alabama, you've got right there on the cusp of the college football playoff. They've got to get past Auburn and then, of course, upset Georgia in the SEC championship game. Do you think the Tigers, and I'll go to you, Smitty, do you think the Tigers can give the Tide a run for their money this weekend coming off a embarrassing loss to New Mexico State where they paid them $1.8 million to come in and lose at Jordan-Hare? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I'm going to be on the game. close. I, I don't know if I'm going to be on the game, but this is a team, you know, I said – the last couple of weeks, I have a little pizza money on them to win the national championship, Alabama. Now they got to get in. There's some things has to happen here. Has to get a little crazy here. And it, it could, but I love the quarterback. Milrow, I think is a star in the making. Uh, really good. They're on a roll right now. Nine wins in a row. They're throwing up points, man. 66, 49, 42, 34. But you look at this. It's the iron bowl. Can anything happen during rivalry week? Yes, it can. Absolutely. You know, this is a game that sometimes you would think it's going to be a block, but this is what Alabama has to do in this. This is a game that they have to come in and, again, they got to punch somebody in the face and go, we're going to dominate you and we're going to dominate you big. Because, like you said, they they just lost to um, New Mexico State. Uh, you know, the coach for New Mexico State's doing an unbelievable job. But it's just – this Alabama team, this is the old Alabama teams would come in here and just steamroll this team. So let's see if that's the same kind of Alabama mentality. I think it is. I think they win big. I just do not think Auburn, I think Auburn's defense is not as great as it has been over the last couple of years. And I just think um, Thorne's going to really have to, to really do a lot in this game. Now they hung with Georgia. 
And that was one that you're like, wow, Georgia's going to steamroll them and Auburn hung the game. But I think this is one of those things. You got to have some turnovers. You got to have some things go. You got to have some things go Auburn's way in this to be a little quirky in this game. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Alabama covers right now. It's a no play for me, but I think Alabama beats them pretty good. Q. Who did you take uh, when you took Alabama? The line seemed weird. They ended up smoking somebody. It was like two weeks ago. Matt, you were on it and you didn't understand the line. I don't remember who it was. Uh, I, Kentucky. I have, Kentucky. Kentucky. I have the same 11. thought process here. I'm looking at the projected points. I, I think Alabama, I mean, I would buy the half point down to minus 14, but I think they can win this game above 14. Listen, this is a, a rivalry game similar to Florida, Florida State, but. Alabama and Florida State, like they are on two different tiers, in my opinion. Alabama is just so much more polished from the coaching staff down to the players. I don't think Peyton Thorne has a chance. I think Alabama just rolls in the Iron Bowl. I think this year they make a statement because, listen, they're playing. I, I, I said it earlier in the show. Nick Saban is having to coach this season, and he hasn't had to coach in a long time. And we and he is reminding people that he is still a damn good coach. And don't forget it, even with he, you know, his his less talented team. I think Alabama rolls over the 14 here. Matter of fact, it's right. going to be an official play on Twitter. All right, there you go. For Q, Millie, Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay, the big one. The number two Ohio State Buckeyes travel to Ann Arbor to take on the Jim Harbaugh-less Michigan Wolverines. Is this more of a distraction or is this motivation? I'll go to you, Smitty. Because I'm going to ask the same question to Derek when we have him on. But is Michigan phased by this at the heart, like deep into it? Uh, not what they put on Twitter, not what they say. Is is Michigan phased by what's going on with Harbaugh? You know, I was playing golf with some guys today. And the one guy I asked right away, and he's he grew up in that area. And he's not a Michigan guy. And I think the big thing now is, you know, there's some leaks saying there's more to this and it could be coming down the road a little bit with some stuff. Is it? And he looked at me and I said, I don't, I could care less. Win the national championship this year. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. It can get stripped, like stripped from us and who cares? We want it. So we'll see. I, I still think George is going to win it, but I don't think so anymore. I really don't. I think it's been motivation. Uh, for this team. I think you had that uh, me against the world mindset. And I think that's what's happening here. Um, you know, I think the great thing about this, if they can get this win this week, it's going to put a lot of pressure on day at Ohio state and going, man, you can't even beat this team with Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. So I think it's going to backfire to Ohio state a little bit. And I, that'd be the greatest Thanksgiving uh, better than gravy and uh, stuffing and uh, Turkey just to put a little pressure on Ohio state. Cause I can't stand them. So, well, this one's going to be tight. My power ratings made Michigan a two point favorite. Our projections have it right at three Q. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm going to buy Michigan down a, a two and a half, but I also took them on the money line. I, I do think it's phasing them. I think, but in, a, in an angry way, I think there is more motivation to win this game more than any other Ohio state Michigan matchup because they're going to do it without their head coach. I think Sharon, what's his name, Sharon Moore, I think he's going to have those guys fired up like he did for Penn State. And I actually think even though, you know, it sounds like Ohio State, you know, you the private investigator stuff, like they're kind of tied into this drama just as much as Michigan. There's a lot of pressure on Ryan Day to win this game. I mean, if you can't beat a team without a head coach, like Smitty said, that's tough. And, and that might get you run out of Ohio State because you couldn't do it. So I almost think this is – more pressure on Ohio State than it is Michigan because at the end of the day, Michigan fans can fall back and say, listen, we didn't have our head coach. You know, you beat us without our top guy. It is what it is. Ryan Day has no other options but to win this game, you know, or, or be labeled a fraud in my opinion. So I, I think Michigan handles it. I think the crowd's going to be in this game. You know, it's not the loudest stadium, but I think it'll be extra loud in, in, in years comparison. The running backs, I think Corum's going to hit another level. Edwards, I think McCarthy, he got that interception out of the way. A couple bad throws against Maryland. I think he's going to be dialed in. And I'm not a fan of Kyle McCord. I, I think McCarthy offers you that RPO style. Kyle McCord's kind of a slow drop-back quarterback from what I've seen. 
he's better than Drew Aller, but I wouldn't sit there and say that he's on the same tier as JJ in, in all honesty. And JJ's been in this game before. This is Kyle's first time, you know, starting. So it's it's gonna be a, a lot of pressure for this Ohio State team. I think Matt, can I, done. Matt, can I jump in real quick with a little bit more of this game? Uh yeah. You know, I, I agree. I think McCarthy, the thing with McCarthy is the last two weeks not been very good. Like 19 out of 32. You know, you saw it against Penn State, they didn't throw the ball in the second half. Did not look sharp in the Maryland game again. I And I even text Q from my deathbed, struggling watching that game last Saturday. But I was there. I thought they kind of got that quick lead, like 16-3, to three, and then they kind of took the foot off the pedal a little bit here. Something's not right with him. He doesn't look very sharp right now. He has to play a lot better. I agree. I don't, I'm not high on the Ohio State quarterback. I haven't been all year. I think the one thing is you got to get Wilson back at wide receiver. Left the game, took a big hit in that first quarter against Maryland, got taken out of the game. That's big for them. Uh, the tight end from Michigan's uh, has been playing really good. Uh, got to keep him, the, you know, getting him the ball a little bit. The line's been a little iffy, a little nicked up for Michigan too. That's a concern. The, the fast pass from the quick throws by Maryland really, I think, had Michigan on the ropes last week too. They weren't covering it well. So if, um, slow down Henderson at running back for Ohio State. Take Again, it's very tough to take Harrison out of the, the game plan, but if they can slow him down, I don't know who else. He doesn't really throw to a lot of people. I know they have that other wide receiver, but he really likes going to Harrison. Slow down Harrison. I think Michigan's going to be okay. A lot of people love the under. The last couple of years, it's been a very high scoring in this matchup. A lot of people love the under in that, so maybe keep an eye on that. All right. Well, let's ask the man himself. Michigan man Derek Stevens, owner of Circus Sports. Welcome, sir. How are you? Good. How you doing, fellas? Good to good to be here with you, the insiders. Absolutely. Probably to have well, you. So, all right. Tell us from behind the book, Michigan, Ohio State. Assuming this one's going to be one of your largest handles of the weekend, where are you seeing the money come in early? Well, early it all came in. Uh, it all came in on the dog. Uh, we might open the number too high. We opened. Uh, we opened Michigan a five, and it immediately went down to a three. And uh, once it hit the three is when we started getting buyback and uh, it got back up to a three and a half. Now we've had pretty good, pretty good action right now with uh, with three and a half being the number. Um, what we've seen is people that like Michigan are, are currently paying a little extra juice to buy down to the three. Uh, that's been the most popular play, uh, at least for the last 48 hours or so. Um, and, uh, and for people like Ohio State, they're uh, they're they're just taking the three and a half. So, as a fan and alum, but also the owner of the world's largest sports book, do you root for your team here, or do you root for the book if if the book needs Ohio State? <laughs> well, <laughs> I would tell you, I was in this situation recently back in the NHL playoffs, and uh, we had uh, we had a situation where. Um, we, we, we really needed the, uh, golden Knights to get knocked out in the Western conference finals. That didn't happen. And we needed them to get, uh, to get beat in the uh, Stanley cup. But, you know, at certain points in time, there's certain things that are, uh, that maybe, uh, are, are far more important than winning a particular game. Um, you know, winning a Stanley cup, um, you know, world series, those types of things, um, you know, those are at the level almost as big as Michigan, 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 Ohio State. So I'm rooting for Michigan no matter what the hell happens on the number. Derek said he'll find the money somewhere else. Yeah. I gave you some back on the on the Razorbacks win total. So you got my money there. Uh, outside of the game, is there anything else this weekend you're, you're seeing a lot of action on? Well, right now, you know, right now um, – we're, we're seeing just a ton of action on, uh, on, um, the, uh, the Thanksgiving day, uh, football NFL. games, uh, the, the NFL games on Thanksgiving are, uh, are pretty special. The handle on Thanksgiving is, is off the charts. And I think maybe more so nowadays, um, just because what's more American than parades and football and great food, and making bets 
with your family. That's that's Hell as yeah. great as it gets right there. You know, this that's is the it Thanksgiving right here. <laughs> so I think I think what we're seeing is we're seeing a very disproportionate um, amount of wagering on Thanksgiving Day. So we're seeing everything, you know, in the early games, everything is, is going on the lines, teased down or, or, or bought down one way or the other. Um, a lot a lot of play on the commanders, um, plus points uh, every which way. Um, so there's just been action all the way all the way through uh, through through Thursday. So that that's really where we're seeing a ton a ton of play um, right now. Um, and, and then when you go you get later in the weekend, then obviously you got the you got the full slate on Saturday really let off by Michigan Ohio State. Yeah, probably not a whole lot of action on the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State and Ole Miss playing on Thursday. I figure it's all going to the sides of the NFL. It, it's all pretty much going on NFL. The the one thing about Mississippi Mississippi, Mississippi State is um, usually that as that that gives you a late uh, a late bailout opportunity at halftime. <laughs> so if the timing is still the same as it has been in years past, I think the whole country watches that game at least the second half. That's the Hawaii game of Thanksgiving right there. Yeah, Matt Eumann's late night special. Uh, okay, so talking about the NFL, you are a Detroit Lions fan through and through. They're sitting at 8-2 and two atop the NFC North. To my knowledge, they've never won the NFC North. Is that correct? Well, they, I, I don't think they have in my lifetime uh, or that I can think <laughs> of. Um, so, they only won one playoff game in my lifetime, and that was in 93 um so when was the last time they won the nfc north it, it man you got to be going back to uh herman moore barry sanders days i'm guessing because i i can't think of it off the top of my head so what would you rather have a lions super bowl win or michigan wolverines national championship this year oh well you as a fan as a fan i mean obviously you love both of them that's like asking you which of your two kids do you like better? Particularly <laughs> the national audience that you guys have. How am I supposed to answer that question? I You're know, asking tough. tough questions here. Well, it would be we'll the first ever for the, for the answer. It would be, uh, you know, the Lions won. They they won that. They won the championship before, but it was prior to a Super Bowl, so it was like right. 1957. So the Lions have never won a Super Bowl. They only won one playoff game since 1957. Uh, you know, Michigan did did tie in that in that controversial uh, national championship season. I think it was in the late nineties. Um, you know, and Michigan's won a couple of, a couple times, so it'd be pretty special for the Lions to win. Uh, it'd be pretty special, obviously, for uh, for either team to to make it to the final game. So I've just got one more question, and then I'll let these guys ask whatever, but. Uh, Jaden Daniels has now flipped to the favorite in your shop, minus 120. Bo Nix is plus 125. Who is your Heisman if you had a vote right now? Well, I, I would say, I, you know, I was really impressed with the way Penix was playing, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, uh, that, that fell off. I've been amazed at this Heisman race throughout this college football season on who's been the favorite. And and the dramatic volatility yeah. that we've seen in in the Heisman race this uh, this football season, so it's it's still probably a little bit early, but um, but I guess I would say uh, if I had to make a play, it would be it would be on it would be on Knicks right now. I think Penix is still at, at six to one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but yeah, now now we've got a we got a small favorite at minus one twenty and. Plus, uh, plus, uh, I think it's plus uh, one. Was it plus one thirty on uh, on Knicks? Yeah. Plus one twenty five. Plus one twenty five. Okay. The last time I saw it, fellas, y'all have anything else for Mister Stevens? I know he's got got a busy slate. A lot of people, I'm sure, coming into town, spend Thanksgiving at Circa. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving's uh, not the way it used to be in Vegas a long time ago. Uh, you know, long time ago, Thanksgiving was one of the probably three slowest weekends of the year. But uh, I'll tell you what, that's changed a lot. I think uh, maybe it's a reflection on American society. Um, you know, I would say, you know, 30 years ago, most people and their families lived closer to where they were born and, and, and whatnot. Now, you know, more kids go off to college, more kids move away. 
and uh, and the travel is really becoming difficult, particularly if you've got family living all over the country. And what's what's happened is Vegas has become one of the easier places to uh, to gather everybody up. Um, and um, I think there might be a lot of moms out there that kind of love love coming to Vegas for Thanksgiving dinner because they don't have to clean up. You know, take take a place like at our place at Barry's, you know. Berries is sold out for Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, they do an incredible Thanksgiving dinner, so a lot of families come out and do all that. So it should be a should be a great, great fun weekend. Uh, you beat me to it. I was about to say I love some turkey and ham, but I would trade that for a for a rib cap at Berries <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. They have they got the rib cap. They got a prime rib special, but they do a big turkey special here all day Thursday. So it's uh, I think we're all going to be eating turkey down there tomorrow. Well, guys, y'all have anything else before we let him go? Yeah, I got real, one real quick question with Derek. Uh, Derek, as just a college football fan, are you excited about where college football is going with uh, like the Pac-12? You're not really going to have a Pac-12 anymore, and you got these teams from like UCLA, USC going into the the Big Ten. Are you are you a fan of this like realignment at all with uh, and expansion of the um, the national championship? Um, well, okay. Long, long question. There are a lot of comments. Uh, comment number one, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, a much, much broader, uh, college football playoff. I think a, a bigger college football playoff is something that, uh, all the fans want. Uh, I think all the country wants it from a sports book perspective. We want it. Um, I'm just shocked it's taken this long, but I realize there's been so many of these league complications to get to this point. I mean, I think, I think, um, everyone's learned, um, what, um, NCAA basketball has done with March madness and how popular that is. Um, college football playoff, um, will, will surpass that in popularity, uh, in my opinion with, with this, with this type of format. So we're very excited about that. Um, with regard to, let's say USC, UCLA joining the big 10, um, I think that's that's great also because I think it's going to broaden the market for this particular conference. It covers all three time zones now, and I think it um, it creates a another market where you have more teams that are um, known to um, both uh, guys like you or, or your listening audience, but also known to just um, the general casual fan. And I think it's the general casual fan that we have to be very cognizant of and, and, and make sure that they come along and are, are part of this whole journey. And, and, and I think, I think for the general casual fan, we've seen how well the NFL has done in, in getting the general casual fan into the game, whether it's through uh, fantasy football or whether it's through tailgate marketing or whether it's through survivor contests or whatever, I think the NFL has done a good job. And I think, Having some big conferences, you know, with the SEC and with the Big Ten, I think that that's great. Um, the 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 destruction of the Pac-12, no, that one hurts a little bit. You know, we we spent a lot of time uh, in Las Vegas landing the Pac-12 championship. You know, we've got it here coming up in uh, well, a week and a half. Um, you know, getting the Pac-12 championship was a, a lot of work to get that done. Um, and, and having the PAC 12, uh, basketball tournament here, all that. So seeing what's happened to PAC 12 is, is tough for, uh, it's tough for, uh, you know, us who put some work into it from a Vegas perspective, but it's tough for a lot of alumni. Now I think it's going to be tough for a lot of, the, uh, both the students and, and, and parents of students of student athletes now that are going to be having to fly all over hell's acre to watch your kids play. I mean, I was fortunate enough. I had two, two kids that played division one sports. Um, and, and I always thought, boy, it'd be great if one of them could have played, played here. Both of my kids played in the big East. Well, with me living in Vegas, it wasn't that easy to get over to, it wasn't that easy to get over to St. John's and Villanova and, 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 and go to watch my kids play. Now I think you're going to see a much more difficult time for kids and family members because of this, the, the cost and the, and, and, and how far geographically dispersed everything is. So um, I think a lot more good than bad. 
but you know, life is always about creating new uh, new opportunities. So, so I'm excited about it on on the overall. Q, you have anything? Derek, yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Couple things. I, I love the the suits that you wear, the eccentric suits. I'm hoping that there's a, a blue and maize suit for uh, for Saturday. Uh, I'd like an over under line on how many times Gus Johnson says Maserati Marv in the middle of the game. And, uh, just give me, you know, what does Michigan have to do to come away with this win as a fan? Um, I'm, I'm obviously on Michigan Smitty's on Michigan and, uh, we'd like to hear what you think. Well, I I'm, I'm old enough that, uh, I could tell you I've lived through a couple eras. Um, you know, I lived through an era where, where Michigan was, the very, very dominant team over, over Ohio state. I was fortunate when I went to Michigan, um, they had a pretty good run. And then, and then I, I, uh, I was out of school by the time Michigan enjoyed the Ohio state John Cooper era. So that was one, that was one, that was uh, one period. <laughs> then, then it obviously flipped where, where, where Michigan um, was owned by Ohio state for, for a long, long time. And it lasted long enough that, you know, it really builds this rivalry back up. And then here starting a few years ago, things changed. So um, it's pretty amazing how, how these streaks seem to have gone in decades or, or longer. Um, I think when, you know, when Michigan um, had the game a couple years ago in Ann Arbor and the snowstorm, um, that was, uh, you know, a rather, rather epic game. And then coming back last year and, you know, just, just you know, confirming that win was pretty amazing. I think at this point in time, um, if I was to make a play, uh, and I'm not one that would always bet Michigan. I, that's definitely not my my bias in any manner. But I would uh, I would definitely take Michigan uh, at home uh, in this game. I do think the home field advantage does have some some value. Um, I I don't know that I would lay three eight three in a hook. I would I would evaluate the math. And I'm either buying down to a three or I'm taking Michigan money line in, in this particular matchup. Well, Derek, thank you very much for coming on. Tell everyone at Circa I said hello and we'll see you soon. Look forward to uh look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Happy Thanks, Thanksgiving Derek. to you and everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy as well. Thank thank you. Come on, Derek. Go blue. All right. That was awesome. Always a, pl- what always am a I pleasure. Doing here? What am I doing uh, here? He's starstruck. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. It is time to recap our best bets and go through our teaser play. So, Smitty, get the crown. Should have done like a Thanksgiving uh, turkey on my head or something, but... <laughs> You could have done that. All right. Sorry, I've got to change it one more time. All right. Rivalry week, best bets. Start with the teaser. I'm taking Ole Miss down to three. So we can, if we lose, we get out of the way early. It's early. Thursday. We can start start over fresh Friday. Q? I like Kansas State at home. I think they're playing really good football. They had a tough matchup last week, but they get Iowa State at home. Iowa State who are they, you know, this season? I, I don't think they're anybody thing special. I think they play better, obviously, up in Ames. They're not in Ames. So, I think Kansas State gets this one pretty easily. That one worries yeah. Smitty, what's your – Yeah, South Florida, I like them. I, they're playing Charlotte. I, I, I Hey, listen, I love the Charlotte head coach. I mean, we got to get him on it guess one time. <laughs> that guy's a character. I love that guy. But guess what? This week, let's go South Florida. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game, take it down. They'll win the game. They have five wins. They need that one more for six. They're going to win the game. Take South Florida. I have not lost one of these yet. There you go. We're, we're at 13. The man hadn't lost one. All right, so to recap, I'm on Iowa plus three. I think this is going to be a knockdown, drag out, rock fight. Keep it close, Hawkeyes. Missouri, they're going to take it to Arkansas, minus six and a half. Clemson, I think we've seen here what Clemson is. I laid the six and a half in that one. A&M, I think they'll be able to score points. I think LSU will be susceptible to trying to pad Jaden Daniels' stats, which is going to make him turn the ball over. So I, I took the Aggies plus 11 and a half. UNLV, America's darling, 10 and 1 ATS. 
hammering that money line. And then Oregon State, plus 14.5 against Oregon. I just think this is too many points. Our line was uh, 10 or 11. I I love Oregon in this spot, but I do think Oregon State is good enough, can run the ball, control some of the tempo of the game. And Oregon didn't cover against USC. I don't think that they're just rushing to blow out teams. I think it's more of just let's play conservative, let's get the win, and keep trying to make that college football playoff push. <clears throat> so, that being said, those are my six plays. Q, go through yours. Nebraska. Nebraska, I think they get it done at home. They get the sixth win for Matt Rule in the town of Lincoln. I think the this program's on the rise with Matt Rule. Florida plus seven and a half. I also take Florida money line if you are going to take the seven and a half for the simple reason of it's a rivalry game in the swamp. Florida's trying to play a bowl game, and it's a close enough number. If you think it's going to be within a touchdown, it's worth the sprinkle in the money line because it's a one-possession game at that point. Anything can happen. LSU team total over 40 and a half. I think you kind of alluded to it in the Texas A&M. I think Jay Daniels, they're going to try to pad his stats. I think they're going to gun it, you know, all 60 minutes here and really try to get him uh, that, that Heisman. I think it's a 42-28 style game. Uh, Michigan money line. Uh, also, if you take Michigan, I should have added it plus three or minus three by that half point down. If you want under, it's going to be the juice, but you know you can get minus two and a half for buying the point. Already explained the Florida money line, and then Oregon, LSU, Washington, Kansas State plus one hundred six. I just Oregon has to win to keep their alive. LSU, I think, will win the game. Uh, like I said, they're going to pad the stats. Washington's not going to lose until they play Oregon next week, and Kansas State's not going to lose at home to Iowa State. Smitty. Yeah, Nebraska too. You know, I already gave out the reasons why I like Nebraska. One, I maybe I didn't send it to you, Matt. We're going to update this, but this should be on my board too. I'm also over um, team points LSU. I got them at 37 and a half minus 135. So we'll add that. Matt will add that on my little board here. I love it. Like Q said, they're going to pad his stats. They have done this. LSU's 10 and 1 to the uh, over so far. They're gonna. He, he's gonna throw some balls this week, man. They're gonna. He's gonna throw some touchdowns. They're gonna score a lot of points in this one. I think A and M's gonna score too. Maybe look at the over in that one. But we'll add that on to mine. Texas or uh, LSU over thirty-seven and a half. UTSA. I already talked about why I like them. Jacksonville State, man. Rich Rod's doing a great job playing New Mexico State now. Why are they favored in this game? New Mexico State just beat Auburn. They should be everyone's darling. Well, the, the quarterback is questionable here. This is Jacksonville State's maybe, you know, they can't go anywhere after this. It's their little, it's their bowl game. They're going to win the game outright. BC plus eight and a half. I like this one. You know, I was on Miami last week. Van Dyke's nicked up. I mean, you really saw that. He was going to the sidelines, really nursing some injuries there. Really tight game last week. It was a loser for me. I thought Miami played well. Well, it's about 80 down in Miami. It's about 30 up in Chestnut uh, Hill up in uh, BC there. I, this one I, scares me a little bit. I think BC, some people said they might pull this one out completely and win the game. I'll take the eight and a half. I love it. And then I wanted to get into the big three games here. I did a little Oregon, Michigan, Bama, Moneyline plus one. 21. I love it. I think we're going to have some winners. Get some green on my board, man, or I might not be back after Thanksgiving. All right. Well, that closes us up unless y'all have anything else. Happy Thanksgiving from us to you. Eat lots of food and enjoy some football. Y'all got anything else? Happy Thanksgiving. We're out. <laughs>